podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Right, welcome back, guys, in what is our final preview for the uh, British League season, and we're up with the Premiership now. Um, fantastic to be joined by my, my host again, Rob Ludlow Kane. What? How are we doing, guys? Howdy doody. Yeah, really, really, really good, mate. Looking forward know, to this one. I know Kane's feeling very under the weather at the moment, so I'm we'll keep questions short. <laughs> so we're looking at the season. Obviously, for me, Peterborough sprung a bit of a surprise last season, um, winning the league with the with the dad's army, as they were as they were christened by the end. Uh, at, at the beginning of the season, I, I think most of us were looking at Sheffield or Bellevue to lift the title. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield were my tip at the start of last season. I thought they, I thought they do pretty well. But well, I thought they, I thought they looked the best team on on paper. Um, unfortunately, Bachelor's Troy Bachelor's form for Sheffield wasn't quite what it was for Swindon two years prior. So, um, but yeah, I think they, yeah, they were my tip. Didn't win it in the end. Um, but yeah, I think then uh, let's let's look ahead to the to the teams that we've got in place. And I might add here, we are we are pre-recording this show tonight. And as as we record, Bellevue still haven't completed their side. Um, but we look at what they've got in place at the moment. Um, obviously, losing Dan Bouley from last year is a massive blow with them. But they brought in another GP star in Max Frick, who um, always goes fantastically well around uh, the the NSS. Yep. Yeah, Frick's, uh, Frick's, Frick's back. It's, it's important for them to to sign a rider that they could bring in at number one now that Beauty's gone. Um, or, well, I mean, they haven't finished their team, but I, could, I don't think Beauty's going to be coming back this year anyway. Um, I think Frick, I think Frick being back in the British League will be will help him with his GP racing as well. I think um, he, he might have missed it last season, hence why he's back this year. But um, for the other two riders, it, it really is anyone's guess. I think I think we could we could throw all sorts of names in the hat for the for the last two places, but um, yeah, they don't look, they don't look too bad. They look, the first five look reasonably solid at the moment. Yeah, I mean we've 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 got Charles Wright, an ex-British champion, um, back at Bellevue as well. Brady Kirch has returned, and Tom Brennan's a big boost to have at reserve. I would, I would assume that he'll be back at reserve again this season. Along with a new guy, a uh, new German uh, rider who rode in a few individual meetings at the tail end of last season, Norik Blodorn. Don't know much about him, but by all accounts, an exciting pro- uh, prospect. Yeah, uh, I think Tom Brennan would be looking to improve his home average this season. I think he was pretty handy away. I think he struggled at times at, at, at home for Bellevue, but I mean, the uh, he's going to have a massive boost of confidence from his from his racing in the Speedway of Nations, um, when he called upon, he was he was really good. So I imagine he'll be he'll be better at better at, um, at home than he was last season. And he might I think he could could even break into the main body of the side this year. I think I'm he's a really exciting talent. I think. Yeah, and so, some of the names I've heard mentioned at Bellevue, obviously pure speculation. This um, perhaps a return in Kenneth Beer. Um, Jay Callan's been mentioned. Obviously, there was a big rumour going around about Ty Woffenden only racing in home meetings for Bellevue, which was, I think, as you said before we got we come on air, Rob, absolute suicide to have someone who would just ride at home. And I'm sure I'm sure Ty Woffenden was doing it purely because he likes racing at Bellevue. So, but there, there's some names that are knocking about, and and a couple of names there in Pierre and Allen, which could lead them to having a really good punt at the playoffs again this year. 
yeah, I think I think it'd be one one or the other maybe. Um, I know that I mean I've seen on the rumor mill um, going around that they are speaking to another Grand Prix rider, which I think might leave them a bit looking a bit weak down at the bottom. Um, yeah, they've they've got a, as you said they've got an, a, a complete unknown really with with Blowdown. Um, yeah, if that I mean the Wolfenden uh, the Wolfenden rumors I think I think I think he was just having a bit of a laugh on Twitter to be honest. Um, yeah. If they signed Wolfenden. And they have Frick. It leaves them with. It doesn't leave them with a lot for the last rider. And they've got to sign a number eight yet. So, if he was to race only home meetings, you'd be looking at replacing Wuffenden for the away meetings with with a number eight. And you'd almost have three. You'd have three reserves in your team at that point. Maybe three or four reserves. So, I think it'd be suicidal if they signed Wuffenden only for home meetings. Um, Bier is a good shout. He's he's ridden for Bellevue before. Um, his, his name's always in the hat to be racing in Britain. Um, Jake Allen is is a good one, and I saw somewhere that they were talking to some Grand Prix riders, but I can't imagine any of the poles are going to make the switch over. Um, maybe so, maybe a midfield rider, maybe something I can make, maybe a Vasilik. I know he he, he sort of he tempted, yeah, trying to sign for uh, he signed for Leicester before getting injured, I think, um, a few years back. So he he might be tempted back possibly um but i think if they sign another gp rider it leave them dangerously low on points for the last for the last rider in the team so um yeah i i have a feeling it would be a couple of middle order riders a Bier and an allen wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me to be fair mm. so then uh, moving on to the next uh, team in the list which is which is ipswich um I, i'm not, i'm not sure what to make of the side myself obviously led by former world champion Jason Doyle, I might add, as much as as Rob is a big fan of Doyle and me and Kane give Jason Doyle a lot of stick. It is fantastic to have him back in, in British Speedway and undoubtedly for me he is the number one in the league. Um and I would fully expect him to be nearing the top of those averages. My concern um with the Ipswich team and and there's three riders in particular, Cameron Heaps, Troy Batchelor and Eric Riss. Um their their form last season was very very poor at times, and it's for me it's a lot of ifs and buts whether them three in particular can recapture some form. Yeah, I fear I'd, I'd have to agree mostly with what you said there. Um, they're the, they're the three names that that strike you as if they have good seasons, Ipswich will be really good. Um, if they don't, if one or two of them are a bit off, they might it might might mean uh, mid season changes. Um, yeah, I think the signing of Jason Doyle, virtually, especially in, the, in in British Speedway, is virtually guaranteed it switch the playoff place, in my opinion. Um, I think they look pretty handy at reserve. I think Paul Stark had a, a pretty decent end to the season with Ipswich. Anders Rowe is is coming on leaps and bounds, so I, th- I think they'll be fine down at reserve. Um, Cameron, yeah, the, the Cameron Heat's the batch. If the batch, if the 2019 Bachelor turns up, Ipswich will have a really, really good one and five, especially with Danny King as well. Yeah. If Eric Riss turns up, if they all turn up, then I, it, pff, sky's the limit for them. I think they'd be a real challenger. But as if they, uh, if one or two of them have a bit of an off seat, start off not great, it could mean mid-season changes. I think for Ipswich, but yeah, I, a lot rides on those three names. I think. Yeah, I think with with Eric Riss in particular, I think it was well documented that he he wanted to move away from Kingsland because he couldn't get on with the clay-based tracks, especially. Kingsland and Peterborough so where he might recapture some form at home he's he's still got to go away to these places and you worry that his he won't his home average will far outweigh what his away average and can he contribute enough in away meetings as 
what could potentially be a three or four in the side. Yeah, that that is the big that is the big question mark. Um, at the end of the day, with in terms of Eric Riss, if he's if he's going to move himself to the next level, he's he's, he's got to be good on on clay based tracks. It's not a case of um, he doesn't fancy them or anything like that. He's he's got to start. If you want to be at the, at the top, you've got to be you've got to be good on on every track, tight, technical, big, open, wide open spaces, clay based, whatever. Even if there's a load of sawdust on there, you've got to be pretty decent. So, um, yeah, if, if Eric Riss can have a good, I think he'll have a good season at home. If he bangs in the points away, if Bachelor starts banging in the points, Ipswich will look really good. If they don't, um, they might struggle. They, they, they they'll be in the playoffs, I think, but. Mm. No, I don't think they'd be challenging to win the league. I think they'd be what they're getting the playoffs, and then it's a bit of a lottery from there. But yeah, a lot rides on those two, especially I think in that Ipswich team. Yeah. All right, we're we're going to move on now, and let me. I'm just need to remove my rose tinted spectacles and <laughs> add that on for this one. Obviously, my uh, beloved Kings Lynn now. Um, I, I think I, I criticised the side heavily last season, um, and I think at times it was warranted. Uh, but it was a collective thing rather than individuals. Now, obviously, there's there's three riders returning from last season, and they and they've strengthened with Peter Kildeman, Richie Worrell, and Josh Pickering, and then an exciting prospect with Jack Thomas at reserve. What do you see about this team, which could get them into the playoffs? Uh, I think I think they're a strength in depth side. Um... I think the start. I think judging by the averages, I think Josh Pickering starting the season at number one. Yeah. Um, I think we touched number, on that. Number one and captain. Yeah. Yeah, we touched on. I think we touched on the fact that he's he's going to be at number five for for Edinburgh in the championship, but he's going to be at number one for Kingsland in the Prem. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a strength in depth team. Um, I think Peter Kilderman, if he if he can capture the form of, of sort of the mid 2010s when he was here, when he was uh, making some strides in the GPs, then he'll be a number one. Um. I don't see anyone else in that team as good as Kilderman on his day. Um, it just depends if it, what sort of Peter Kilderman is, is going to turn up, really. Um, I've got really, really fond memories of Peter Kilderman at Swindon. Um, he was immense for us, especially when we won the won the league in 2012. But it's, yeah, it's a strength in depth team, I think. I think I think you'll be much better at home than you were last season, but I don't think you can be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah I think... If you have Lewis Kerr down at reserve, um, I think he, he scored plenty. I think he take plenty of points off of other reserves in the in the in the league. The uh, the the one name is a this, we haven't really touched on the number eights yet, but the one name that is a bit baffling is probably Jake Mulford. Hasn't got a team place anywhere else in any other division, um, and he's riding a, and is is Kingsland num, Kingsland's number eight. It's, yeah. it's it's a bit of a strange move. I don't know what you make of it, but. It seems a bit odd considering he hasn't at the moment got a team place. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying there. It seems strange that we would give someone, whether he would have been offered a place, I don't know, and, and something fell through. But it does seem strange that other teams have got number eights who have got guaranteed places in both the Championship and, and National League next season. And then and then Jake Mulford. But good luck to the guy. Um, I know he's a local lad. So... We'll see what happens. He might pick up a place during the season. I'm sure he'll be keeping himself active um, and helping out when he can. Um, just in terms of the Kingsland team, for myself, it's very similar to what I, the, the team that Peterborough won with last season for me. You, 
you, yeah. you've got no out and out number one but what you have got is I mean I'd I wouldn't. I'd probably exclude Lawson from this, but any one of those could be at reserve next season for me. If Warrell and if Warrell and Louis Kerr hit a purple patch at the start of the season, like they're capable of, you you could be looking at Jorgensen, Pickering, or Kilderman being down at reserve, and and that's the exciting part for me is that we're going to have strength in depth, um, and you're going to need that to win leagues. Whereas Ipswich have gone for the big hitter and Jason Doyle, who's going to guarantee you probably. 10 to 15 points a meeting with Kingsland seem to have balanced it and looking at guys that are going to get you eight to nine points. So you've got five, six riders that are going to get you eight to nine points a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. Um, I think Josh Pickering is, I think it's exciting to have him, have him in your team. Um, I was surprised that it took him as long as it, as long as it has to get a premiership call up. Um, I know obviously he signed for you last year, sorry, he signed for Sheffield last season. Um, but I, I was surprised it took that long. I thought it'd be, I thought it'd have been called up a lot, a lot sooner than that. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a team that screams strength in depth. And as long as, as long as riders perform to how they can do, then you, I think you, you could be on for a, a bit of a Peterborough job. Maybe not as, maybe not as prolific as Peterborough were last season, but. Um, I'd, I'd take yeah. the playoffs. I'd, I'll be honest. I'd take. Well, I, I think, I think so. Yeah. After, after last season, I think, I think, I think playoffs is uh, yeah you, you definitely definitely more likely to hit, get the playoffs this season yeah um it, Richard Lawson obviously had a decent had a decent time at Kingsland last season as well so if if everyone performs how they should do if they score the points they should yeah there's no reason I don't think that Kingsland can't make the playoffs will they win the league possibly not I think I think they I think they might lack a big hitter when it comes uh down to the business end of the season but if Kilderman can 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 sort of bring up the form that he had a few years back, then he could be that big hitter for you. Mm. And then we move on to last year's champion and Peterborough. Um, very much same same as before. Um, the old brigade are back. Uh, obviously, an exciting talent in Benjamin Basso coming for Bjarni Pedersen. Um, other than that, it's six riders who all know each other, rode with each other, returning all Rick Ostergaard as well. Surely there's question marks over over him coming back, just as we, we discussed yesterday, going back to Glasgow. Um, where do you rate, for me, Peterborough, it's, and as bad as this sounds, it's only going to go one way. I, I don't think that they can encapsulate what happened last season with that same team. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, that, that, I think that is the, it's the massive question mark over Peterborough. Is our dad's army going to do it again? Or are they now pushing towards the retirement home? It's, I, I'd probably go with you. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they. I'm not sure they do it again. Um, there's no other that you've got Jordan Palin, um, Benjamin Basso, and, and obviously Dan Jilks at number eight. They've got room for improvement, but can any of the uh, of the older guard improve much on last season, or is it stagnant, or possibly even get worse? It's yeah. It's it's a big question mark. Can they do it again? I'm not so sure myself, but they were written off by pretty much everyone last season. I don't think anyone really tip them at the start of the season to, to be as good as they were and then they've gone on and won the league so I think write them off at your peril but I'm going to write them off um, <laughs> why not um, and say I possibly I think it's a wide open league at the moment I think anyone anyone could make the playoffs I'd, I'd have to agree with that anyone else there's there's probably one standout team which we'll come to in a bit um, and then and then you've probably got five teams who are all quite evenly matched, I would say. And it's, it's going to make for an exciting league this year. Um, 
so I'm going to move on to Sheffield and without wanting to give too many predictions away, you look at that team and you think there's not many people that are going to beat Sheffield next season. Craig Cook coming in, Carl Howarth, Jack Holder returning and an exciting, and I know you're excited by this one, Rob, is Tobias Muselak coming back to the UK to ride. What are your thoughts on Sheffield? Uh, I, I like the look of Sheffield um, a lot. I think they're my probably my, they're my favourite to win the league. Judging on on the names we've got in front of us at the moment, they're my favourite. Um, Craig Cook has been a number one in the top division. Um, Tobias Muzak has transformed Swindon's fortunes in in 2017 when he came in, and he was just as good in 2019 when we won the league again. So, um, yeah, I think with Jack Holder, I think they've got a Jack Holder, Jason Doyle, Max Frick would be the three I would I would put that are going to be at the top of the averages. Um, he he's an out and out number one in this in this league. Uh, Adam Ellis is as good good a backup. I think that's the you know you've got Cook, Ellis, Holder, and Musilak. In my opinion, would be the best. That's the best four or the best top four I think of anyone's got in the division. Um, Kyle Howth is, is is a reliable scorer. Um, Stefan Nielsen, as I said on the Championship preview, if he can stay injury free, is as good a reserve as anyone has in the league so um the only uh, slightly unknown for me would be Connor Mountain I think he did okay in uh, Kings Lynn towards the end of last season I think yeah yeah um but and then they've got a very capable number eight as well if if they need to use Dan Thompson I think I think he'll score points as well so yeah I, I right now I would put them as as, as favourites on paper anyway but um, again we I think we all tip Sheffield to be in that position last year and they failed to make the playoff final but I just feel if everything clicks in the right place with that side, you, as you mentioned, you've got Jack Holder, who's, who's, who's been fantastic. Um, he probably count himself unlucky not to be a GP rider at the moment. It, Tobias Muslak, again, he's absolutely fantastic. And I see them two spearheading the side and Craig Cook is more than capable of, of as long as he can recapture some form again, um, with him, Ellis and Howarth as a top five. Again, as you mentioned, it's the reserves, which it may be their downfall, uh, depending if Stefan Nielsen can stay fit, as you say. And, and Connor Mountain is a very exciting prospect, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him um, move up, move his average up and score consistently, especially at Sheffield, which we all know is a racist track, and there's some real racers in that side. Yeah, for, for for sure. I think it, we, in terms of Mujilak and, and Ellis, just from from personal experience of, of watching them at Swindon on on any given night, especially uh, back in 2019, on any given night, both of them could be un, absolutely unbeatable. Um, they did have a slight tendency. Um, there was a bit of a running joke at Swindon was which one which one was going to go through the tapes first at one <laughs> uh, during meetings. Um, they can be a bit they can be a bit uh, a bit touchy at the tapes, but yeah, I I I don't see an awful lot of weakness in that team at all. Um, if Stefan Nielsen stays fit, I think they've got one of the better reserves in the league as well. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's just really solid. I think to to put together a team like that with the points limit we have in Britain is is, is a really good effort. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't see I can't really uh, put a negative spin on Sheffield at all at the moment. I would say. Yeah. So, so moving on to Wolverhampton, the final the final team in this six. Um, again, it's another side that uh, it does worry me a little bit. Um, consistency, um, a big hitter. They just seem to be lacking a little bit of strength for me. Although they've got some exciting prospects in there. I know Luke, Luke Becker come on leaps and bounds last season, especially at Wolverhampton. You've got Leon Flint, 
Drew Kemp, two very young talents who are coming through. Sam Masters and Douglas and Worrell are consistent types. I can see them being a consist, a good home side, but may struggle away from home. Yeah, I, I can't see. It. Yeah, I think Wolverhampton are always good at home, um, no matter what. Team, even if they have, a, even if they have a season where they struggle, I think that's mainly down to their away form because. Wolverhampton's such a good uh, such a good home track advantage I think um yeah I, with that team they do, Sam Masters is is going to be now number one again um is he as good as other number ones in the league you, you know, do you expect him to beat your Fricks your Doyles your, your Jack Holders consistently probably not so I, I think when they come up when they come up against one of the stronger sides in the in the league they might might come unstuck but I think where their strength is I think their strength is down at reserve I think if they have Flint and Kemp at reserve I think that's probably the one of the best pairings at reserve in the league. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think Leon Flint was the was a slight anom- uh, anomaly last season with being better away from home than he was at home. So I, I think if he can if he can nail down the more more green track, I, yeah, I think they'd be really really strong at reserve. Um, but it's the middle order. I think the mid, you know, your Douglas, Steve Worrell, Nick Morris, can they produce it week in week out, especially away from home? I think it remains to be seen. So the away form might hamper Wolverhampton next year, I think. Um, Luke Becker is exciting. I, I think Luke Becker will be a Grand Prix rider. I'm going to stick my neck out. I think Luke Becker will be a Grand Prix rider in, in years to come. I think he's really, really good. Um, is he He's one of the standby reserves this season? I think, I think so, yeah. I think he is one of the standby reserves. So um, if he gets his chance, then that'd be, that'd, that'd be great. But yeah, I think the, the middle order is what worries me about Wolverhampton, especially away from home. At home, I think that'd be fine. I can't see many teams beating them at home, but away from home, I think they may struggle. So, having been through the teams, I suppose my next question, I'm going to, hopefully Kane's still with us and he can he can have a view on this one. Um, who's going to be, who's going to be your number one in the averages and who's going to be the one to watch this season in the league? Um, go on, I'll go for, I'll, I'll, I'll go first anyway. Um, <laughs> My, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick my Swindon hat on and my, my top, my tip for top of the averages will be Jason Doyle. Um, I think he just, I think he just, he's just really good at riding in Britain. I think he, this is, this is the country he rides best in, um, possibly down to the standard, but different standards. I think the extra leader is so much stronger in Poland, but I think he, yeah, I think he'd be my, my tip to, to be top of the averages. Um, one to watch, I would, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Leon Flint at Wolverhampton. Um, I think if he can sort his, I think if he can sort his home form out, um, his his away average was already well above five, I think last season. So if he can put um, a couple of points on his home average, I think that he'd be really strong for Wolverhampton at, at home and away. So yeah, he's my one to watch. I think. I am actually, I am still here, <laughs> just about. Um, we'll keep it brief for you. Why? Thank you. Um, yeah, same as Rob. I think Doyle's going to be the the top averages. I just think he it's, it's going to be him off Rick, but I'm, I'm going to I'm going to have to side with Rob again and say Straight. it's going to be Doyle. I was, I must admit I wasn't expecting you to say Doyle. I thought you'd uh, I thought you'd go for someone else. No, no. I, as much as it pains me to say it, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I, I just think he he is one of them riders that. Really, you get the, you get the best out of him, especially in Britain. You know, he's been here seasons on end now. He, he knows all the tracks like the back of his hand. I would say, you know, you, you, it's very rare you see a bad meeting from him. 
But I, I think there's a few riders that will push him. We won't get it all this way. But yeah, and then um, I'm going to stick it up switch for my one to watch. I'm going to say Eric Riss. I think he changed the scenery all doing well. And I'm John Nathan. is a bit upset to hear that. But yeah. <laughs> I hope he does well. I, I had a lot of time for Eric Riss. He was he's fantastic to watch. And for whatever reason, whether it was the surface of the track, he, he just he wasn't himself last year, whether that's a combination of his confidence and, and riding in a team that was probably low on confidence. Um, I hope as long as he doesn't bang in a maximum when he comes down to Kings Lynn, I'll be happy. <laughs> I think if he dislike if he dislikes the clay tracks as as you said earlier, I'm not. I, I think you might be okay, but if he if he starts get if he starts getting on with them, then yeah. I'm, it would be funny though. I'd be hilarious. I'll yeah. be sending some messages to Nathan if he does. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Anytime. I think I'm probably going to complete the clean sweep now and Jason Doyle will be number one in the averages. I look um, I look around at Wass there. Um, I wouldn't say he's head and shoulders above Max Frick, but in terms of his... his in, U, in the UK, sometimes gating is, is very important. And I just Doyle's sharper out of the starts and I think he'll have the beating of, of a lot of riders in this league. I mean, you look at, I, I look at my top three and I think we've mentioned them already is Doyle, Frick and Holder. I think Holder's another one of those that he can be good. And I think a lot of people tipped him to top the averages last year. Um, but he, he just never, he never seems to hold that level of, of big scores. He always seems to throw in a, a bad score every now and again. So for me, Jason Doyle will be top of the averages next season. In terms of ones to watch, my spectacles are back on again and I'm going for Josh Pickering. <laughs> um, I'm really excited. Um, he Coming down as a visitor for Sheffield last season, he put in two massive performances at Kings Lynn and I was mightily impressed. And For me, it was a strange decision at the time to give Josh Pickering the captaincy and I know a lot of people uh, had their say on, on whether he should be captain. But for me, Alex Brady at the manager at Kingston has obviously, and the management team have obviously seen something in Pickering to give him the captaincy. I'm sure they didn't just draw his name out of a hat. So there must be something about the lad which makes him stick out as, as captain material. And I also think it's going to help Lewis Kerr this season. I think at, at times last season, the captaincy weighed down on him, uh, especially in the side that he was in. So I'm, I'm happy for, I'm not happy for, for Louis to have lost the captaincy, but I think it will improve him as a rider where he doesn't have to have that burden on him. And, and But Josh Pickering will be more one to watch next season. Yeah, I can't disagree. I, I, Josh Pickering will be a close second for my one to watch. I, he, yeah, he's, I think he's an exciting talent. And as I said earlier, I was surprised that it's taken, it's taken a few years to get his premiership call up. Um, I think it's, it's a good signing by Kingsley. I don't think he stay at number one for the whole season, but I think that's a really, really good signing by Kingsley. Yeah. Yeah, and ju- and just looking ahead, well, well, whilst we've got a little bit of time, just looking ahead at to to some of the competitions next season. Obviously, we've got a uh, the league itself, um, twice home and twice away, and we've also got the Premiership League Cup, which will will start will kick the season off um, on Eurosport uh, Discovery Plus, I believe it is. Um, so we split the groups: Bellevue, Sheffield, Wolves, obviously the Northern group, and then Ipswich, Kingsley, and Peterborough in the Southern group with the top two going. 
through to the final. Does anyone at this stage want to predict who they think, even without Bellevue not knowing the last two, who will go through to that final? Um, I think from the Northern group, you'd have to pick, I, I suppose you'd have to pick Sheffield. If, if I think if we're picking them as, as favourites for the league, I think you'd have to pick them from that group. I think the the Southern group is wide open. Um, I, I, I think that's, that's as well. I think yeah, I put Ipswich as favourites in that group, but I think that's, that's wide open. I think Sheffield have a, have a, have an advantage over the other teams in the Northern group, but with the, with the other group, I think, um, yeah, I think anyone could win that, especially on their day. Um, but I, I would, I would say Sheffield and Ipswich myself. But um, yeah, I think the the Southern group is is pretty wide open in comparison to the Northern one. I'll, I'll say Sheffield will win the Northern, end, but I'm going to throw a really big curveball in here and say Kings Lynn will pull through oh, this other one. Yes, Kane, and you yes. get absolutely smashed in the final. <laughs> oh no, you ruined it. <laughs> I, I can't let you have everything. Are you at least saying you're winning meetings, mate? So yeah. I, I mean, I was I was going to go down the same route. Sheffield for me um, oh. on top of that group, and it, it's very difficult to to gauge the Southern group for me. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say Kingsley because I always believe at the start of a season. It probably usually takes me about four heats to stop believing, but <laughs> I think it actually took me two heats to stop believing last season. But I just just feel the consistent. If we can hit the ground running and, and we can all say this, but the important one will be the away meeting at Ipswich first up. And it's a good gauge of how we're doing and how close we are. If if Kingsley get walloped at Ipswich first first meeting, I can't I can't, I can't see anyone coming back. If if teams keep it tight away from home, you can you always believe you're gonna pick up points and then you win your home meetings. Um I'm gonna go for Sheffield and Kingsley though in the final. And as, as much as I'd love to say King Glynn would win it over two legs, I think Sheffield at the moment just have that advantage. Yeah, I, I think as I said, I think as I said on the on the championship preview, away away form is key in the league, in my opinion. Um, I, if you go to Ipswich on the on the first day, and if you're going to lose, if you keep it to single digits, I think you can give that as a rough gauge of how you're going to do. If you start, if you're if you're losing away from home by single digits, if you're picking up. Con, uh, if you're picking up the extra consolation point away from home at the start, I think it, I think that's going to set you in good stead. Um, if you do go there and get walloped, yeah, um, just, I'm not sure it'd be as bad as last season. But if you go there and get hammered first game, yeah, it's not it, it won't look too too rosy. And something uh, something else exciting in the Premiership this year is the pairs competition, which uh, each club will host a round of the pairs starting at Peterborough on, in, on uh, May the 23rd. Again, this is something else. It's quite exciting um, and something I, I don't think that they've done in the past. Where the top two, well, I wouldn't even say the top two. I'm assuming teams can pick whatever two riders are available, want to ride. Um, with the overall winner declared after the final meeting, with the scores carrying over from each meeting. But... It's good that each club has has its own. Uh, the fans can see the pairs on their home track, go to the away tracks, and I think it's a good concept. And it'd be interesting to see who's got the best pair. Yeah, I, I hope it. I, I like the I like the idea of the competition. I hope it gets traction when it does go to the tracks. I hope it it brings in um, the crowds that uh, a normal league match would. Um, you know, it'd be a shame for the for them to come up with a 
a competition that I think is, is a good idea um, and then it, it not see the, the, the numbers at, at, at stadiums as, as maybe it should do. But um, yeah, I like the idea of the pairs. Um, could I pick a winner from the pairs? It's it's much more it's a much more level playing field once you get to you know, the top two of each club. So I think it's too early to tell who 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 might win the pairs, but um, I like really like the idea. I think a lot of it depends on uh, injuries as well. Obviously, injuries will play their part with in the league during the season, but I suppose in terms of availability for the pairs, if I don't know, say, for instance, Jason Doyle got injured for Peterborough and, and we, we wouldn't wish that upon him this season, but it would seriously weaken Ipswich in a pairs competition without Jason Doyle, the same as with Bellevue and Frick and and even Sheffield with Holder. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it'd be a shame to see any, yeah, it'd be a shame to see any of the top boys get injured. I think at this point, Doyle's, I think Doyle's lower half of his body is more metal than it is human anymore, to be honest. Um He's broken his leg a few times. He's broken his uh, parts of his parts of his feet a few times as well. So, yeah, if any of the if any of the the, the big riders pick up an injury, then it, it throws the uh, the pairs wide open. Especially if it's if if Sheffield pick up an injury or two, it throws it wide open for the rest to to really have a go. Um, the only team I would suggest may look a bit weak when it comes to a pairs competition might be Wolverhampton. Um, you you could pick any of their team really to. to to race in the pairs with Masters, I think Masters would be the first name on that. But will anyone else perform if it's not if it's not a Wolverhampton? It's yeah, it's up for debate that one. Yeah. So um, that probably concludes our Premiership roundup and preview, and concludes our previews for the season. Obviously, uh, next week we'll be looking to um, possibly have our own predictions. We'll be getting the fans' predictions for the leagues as well. And we'll discuss them next week, along with some previews of some meetings coming up in March. Um, we're getting closer and closer to the start of the season now. And there's some exciting meetings um, to begin the season with, particularly um, we've got some testimonials to begin the season, um, some memorial, Peter Craven Memorial and the Ben Fund Bonanza. And then I, I would say that the, the leagues really kick off with uh, Leicester and Birmingham um, in the knockout cup. So we're getting close, boys. Are we excited for the start of this season? Yeah, I uh, yeah, I can't wait. Hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to get to, to to plenty of meetings this season. Maybe taking in a couple of Grand Prix as well. But yeah, I I it feels it feels like a, a competitive season in in every division in Britain this year. I don't see a a stat, too many standout teams in any of the leagues. I think it'd be really competitive. So the racing should be should be really good. And it's I think it's important that you know, people get down there and support their clubs, especially now. I think USB was taking a bit of a a bit of a hammering in the last few years um, in Britain, obviously post-COVID as well. You, you make, I think people just make sure you get down to your clubs and support them. Yeah, I think um, I'm just as excited as I've ever been for a, for a season. Um, I don't know if if, if the, the launch of this podcast has helped in that and being able to talk Speedway with a couple of other like-minded people um, has just made it more exciting. And being able to go to tracks and... Uh, go to new tracks, see some exciting riders and being able to flavour more of the National Development League. I am really looking forward to this season and uh, and taking in some good speedway. And hopefully, uh, Kane might be able to come down safe and meet us one day. What they said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that that probably concludes what we're talking about this evening. Again, thanks for joining us and listening to the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the last 
particularly three episodes or four episodes with the um, with the previews. And we'll be back in March as we're discussing the up and coming meetings. I know in a couple of weeks, hopefully we're going to have Louis Kerr on the show talking about his testimonial. Um, Rob and Kane will obviously be here with me. Kane, we hope you're feeling better soon. Yeah. And, and get that voice back. I'll try. Yeah, um, I think everyone wants to hear your lovely voice, mate. I don't know about that one. I'm the not sure with the accent. The voice is dulcet yeah. and tones. <laughs> Thanks for joining anyway, guys. And see you again soon. Yeah, see you guys. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.